Yo, what's up, guys? It's Chris from um, Chaos Movies again. Man, I'm punching them out this week. You guys have no idea how I'm excited or how I'm ex- how excited I am um, to just keep pounding them out. This next year when I release my new podcast, which is just basically going to be just talking shit with some cool people, interesting people, wink, wink, all the good stuff. Uh, at the, I'm just going to keep this rolling. I'm going to keep it going, you know, like uh, with my movies because I'm a movie man. I, I can't stop it. Hold on. Let me have a drink. Hold on. Hold on. All right. I want to talk about Mortal Engines. Um, this movie was uh, a 2018 flick. It's PG-13. It runs for just over two hours and um, it's a fantasy. I mean, shit. I passed this movie over so many times I, I didn't care much to it i keep i kept i heard i saw it i saw trailers and as I've, I've always done with a lot of my movies and i was reluctant to watch it i suppose a post-apocalyptic movie is really hard right because it's it's the future from our present so take what you want from it but when you see an apocalyptic movie like mad max Mortal Engines or Wild West or just oh, any movie that sort of um, relates to the future that we haven't written yet. It's a little bit uneasy. I suppose they've made some virus movies too, some pandemic, epidemic type movies, the crazies, all that kind of stuff. This movie was different for me though. I wasn't a massive – I looked at the cast. That's all I've ever done. I've always looked at the cast and just gone – Oh yeah, okay. Because I'm stereotypical, right? I mean, let's not lie. Like, I look at the cast and go, okay, yep, okay. Oh, Hugo Weaving, he's my man. I love this dude. Everyone loves Hugo. If you don't love Hugo, get the fuck off because this dude is fucking cool. Everyone knows that. So anyway, he's on it, and a couple other Australian actresses and actors, and you start thinking, oh, okay, it's an Australian movie. I know it sounds bad, but in my opinion. It seems to be it needs to be released in the states, or it needs to be a, an American type movie to make it big. And by the look of it, this one was a US made movie with uh, certain whatever. So Christian Rivers is the director of this movie. This guy, I looked him up a little bit, not much. He seems like an art um, director. He's an art consultant or um, uh, art department visual effects director. Makes a lot of sense, right? Because when you watch this movie. It's got that feel. It's got that. He's well. He was the art director in um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Two Towers, King Kong, Mortal Engines, all that kind of stuff. So, just take note or take stock of the special effects in this movie. You can probably find some resemblance to that. Um, so that's what he was working with. He also did, I think, a bit of work on The Hobbit, um, and it wasn't, you know, The Hobbit wasn't for me, but I watched it anyway because it finishes. Okay. So writing credits in this movie, they mention Peter Jackson's name along with Philippa Bowens and Fran Walsh and Philip Reeve. So I'm assuming they've all got a big part to play and Peter Jackson being the Lord of Rings man, uh, and that's it. So before I get into the things that I love about the movie, let's talk. Hera Hilmer, who plays Hester Shaw, in this movie, the na- – the- <laughs> You've got your names in movies, John Wick, um, uh, Aragon, or 
Legolas or Saruman or um, oh, just just cool names, right? Like Magnum Pi, all that kind. Of, anyway, when they name Hester Shaw, the way they use it in this movie really fucking makes me super happy. I mean, the Hester Hester. I, I know it just sounds tough to me. Hester Shaw sounds like a name that you just. Don't mess with that shit. Same with Hugo's name. His name is Thaddeus Valentine. It's just like, damn, that dude, that dude is king. And <laughs> so that, that cracks me up anyway. Um, Hira Helmar plays um, Hester Shaw. She has a decent dark history and she looks like a scavenger. She's got a massive scar across her face. Still manages to look beautiful, even uh, as the lead actor or act- actress, sorry which it's funny in some movies when they really want to make a point of the lead actor or actress. It doesn't matter how hideous they are. They're still beautiful. Um, Robert Sheehan plays Tom Natsworthy, who's the unassuming uh, British guy who lives on this massive metal work. So, okay, so before we get deep, storyline, post-apocalyptic world, uh, ancient people, which is us, currently present, ancient people destroyed the foundations of the earth within 60 minutes of releasing a weapon called Medusa. It's a, it's a, a specialized um, uh, fusion cell weapon and mass, mass, cap- mass destruction capabilities and it wipes off the earth. It, it wipes the face of the earth into whatever. And of course, all the worlds uh, or the countries or cities or whatever or people just start to find a way to build machines. It's kind of like the Wild Wild West, right? They just create these these mach- robotic machinery to travel across the world. And, of course, there becomes dictatorship, right? When you've got small, small minority groups or ethnic groups or whatever on a small little vessel, well, what's going to happen? You've got power, right? Power wants more power. Power needs more power to feed and, and fuel and whatnot and so on. And that's what this movie's about. It's it's just about I don't think there's anything deeper than that really. This movie just only touches on the fact that England wants to reign supreme over well, in my opinion, an Asian an Asian fort in the in the in the east, uh in the Himalayas, I, I assume, with a great war because everyone else has tried to go against them has fallen. And it's pretty refreshing to see that the UK or um, Great Britain wants to be the ones that take on the brute force of the East. Um, you know, obviously the East we know uh, in movies such as the the Great War with Matt Damon and how they've you know built that monstrosity that has protect, protected them for thousands of dynasties or whatever. And in this movie, it sort of points out that this is it: the Himalayas, the Wall, the Asians come and get us, and Britain are the only ones that are going to do it. Hugo Weaving leads the charge. Obviously, it's a massive lie, conspiracy bullshit. He's conspiring to be a dictator. It makes sense. And, then of course, there's the young bloods that are coming up and, you know, they've got no, they've got no um, uh, desire to be part of that because they think they're living for a free life and capturing people and making that better for them. This movie just screams adventure. It does say that to me at the top at, uh, when you look it up. I, I had to look it up. I was like, what? What's the purpose of this movie? I see, I see excitement and adventure, right? Like a Harry Potter thing, or a, or a Lord of the Rings, or a, or a um, super bad, if you will, adventure of the night. This movie is adventure. It shows you 
land chases, scavenger hunts, rescues by serial bounties and uh, sky, uh, not like um, hot air balloons and wind machines and ground cars and just an epic adventure where the two most unlikely forces join and one's from the heart of the Death Star, you would say, and the other one's from the heart of the land and they join. They don't like each other but, you know, I don't believe that. You watch this movie straight up, you can see they chose two characters that were going to connect at some point and, well, I guess they do. It's just they picked a girl who was pretty and with a scar on her face from a heinous crime done by her past that she's trying to resurrect, she's still pretty. So it doesn't work for me, you know. You probably need to do a little better than that. Um, there is one interesting thing that they add to it. It's the Terminator effect, I think I call it. There's a When these scavengers gather up all the human rots and materials and the mechanical stuff that they, and the new world tech that they get, they can create these um, human beings slash... Um, android um metallic masterpieces that only that have no feelings no heart and no brain or well i think they've got brain because they reproved that but in this movie that it's it's the terminator right like obviously this girl with the scar on her face when she was eight years old gets casted out into the nowhere no no man's land and she gets picked up by this um this ancient relic um named shrike or shrek or shriek um and his purpose is to just roam the lands the dead wastelands as a, a rotting corpse and uh m sorry a metallic corpse and obviously picks up um uh her hester who's broken and takes her on right because he picks up broken things and he wants to repair them and make them whole again even though they have no heart so that's that is a really cool thing for me in this movie because she is gutted, right? She's got nothing and no one and she wants doesn't want to live. She's sad and whatever and so is he. That's all they want to show you though in the movie. That, that's all they want to show you um, and then they want to unfold it as it goes along so you start to feel. But the Terminator sequence is super cool. He is a mean-looking motherfucker with his green eyes and he will stop at nothing to get Hester Shaw back because she promised him a certain fate, a certain fate that she ran from. So pay attention to that. It's super easy. It's not hard to figure out. But it's just a cool movie. We all want adventure. And when, when we venture out, as simple as being let's go to a barbecue comp and we venture out for four days and we meet all the people we – we cook some meat and have some fun and talk some shit and there's some adventure and some crazy stuff and someone else wins and whatever. That's a small time adventure for us, right? I mean, that, but that's still relevant. It's still fun. It's an adventure. So when we don't get that, we're at home and the washing's building up and we have tr troubles mowing the lawn or doing our daily tasks, watching a little bit of movie like this in the small space that we have gives you that just that sense of creativity and adventure that, that I resonate with myself because I'm able to talk about it the way I do. So I love movies like this with a really good art direction, really good actors and 
a really good storyline, as simple as it is, it's actually probably not the best storyline, but it's simple. You don't have to think much. So if you're that person who's just like, I just need a movie where I can just stare at some fucking hungover and I just need to stare at it, watch Mortal Engines. It's still got a bit of uh, thinking required, but just just have a crack, you know? I mean, I know you're out there and you want to watch those type of movies as I do. I brushed over this movie for almost a year and a half before I watched it and I was like, oh, wow, I mean, it's pretty cool, you know? It's it's genius. So, you know, just have a watch. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to judge you if you don't. Um, but as always, tune in. I'll give you what you need. I'll talk about what I want. And I appreciate your time because movies are one of my passions and my new podcast is 100% my life going forward but i appreciate your time as always chaos movies it's for you it's for me it's for you it's for me just get amongst it have fun listen enjoy i'll catch you guys later take it easy happy new year motherfuckers